0: Welcome to Style Section, the Wise Guy Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And we are back for season three, the, the final season of Wise Guy, in a way. <laughs> well, the final
1: season of Vinny.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's a weird conversation to have to have about season four, but we're gonna be having it at the end of this season. So I guess you can look forward to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean and I, I mean. Well, season four is shorter.
0: Well, it's like, I mean, it's like eight or nine episodes. Uh, There were a bunch that didn't air that we are going to be talking about. But yeah, it was, uh, it was not, it was not a success for a lot of reasons. And that's the nicest way to describe it. And we're going to be talking about all of those reasons. So we might as well enjoy. As best we can. Yes. We're going to enjoy the show while it lasts. Because we are we are getting to the end of where it lasts. All right. Oh, it's, it's rough to think about, given how much I love the show. But yes, uh, the season ender. I know we took a week off for Vincenzo, which I was very happy to do. That show is magnificent. And I cannot wait until you hear us talk about it for what ends up being like 18 weeks uh after the first two weeks of our thing we like actually there's so much to talk about in this show we're gonna do one episode per week so hell like we're talking about it at a slower pace than it actually aired
1: yes because it aired two nights a week as we as we did
0: as we found out later on
1: (laughs) Yes, later on. Every Saturday night there was one episode and every Sunday night there was one episode.
0: So So. we encourage you to check out, uh, enjoy listening to us talking about Vincenzo. But now we're back to talking about a different Vincenzo. Yes,
1: that's, that's,
0: (laughs) yes, maybe. Convenient, isn't it?
1: Yes, Vinny V, Vici.
0: Exactly.
1: If I saw, I conquered Vincenzo
0: uh, But anyway, alright, so Let's get into it We pick up exactly where season Like literally exactly where season 2 left off In fact, slightly before Because we write, cut right to Pucci uh, Beloved character Pucci Who, this is how much they were thinking about the this show I checked the IMDB And apparently Pucci was in The first season episode That introduced Don Ayupo. Like, there's a bunch of guys standing around when they all go out to dinner. There's a bunch of guys standing around the Don, and Poochie's one of them. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Like, that's how much thought they were putting into this show. Yeah, Um, (laughs) They they had long-term plans. It was very impressive. All right, so, uh, but yes, we introduced Poochie. Uh, He's hanging out at a diner a block away, a block and a half away from the Don's house, you know, chatting with the guys and joking about stuff. And uh, a guy's like, I hear the Don's back. And Poochie's like, ah, no, it's his brother. I'm handling the Don's business. And as the guy says, <laughs> oh, is his, uh, his brother the barber? Yeah. Well, then why don't you have a better haircut? <laughs> <laughs> just pretty great line really (laughs) Uh it's a pretty fantastic line uh so then they hear some firecrackers outside and they keep chatting and then after the firecrackers they hear police sirens and poochie immediately sees what's going on and he runs across the thing he runs you know just sprints as fast I say sprints he he's an old man you know he's he's a guy in his early 50s he can't run that fast but he runs as fast as he can to find out what happened and he gets there just as you know the don is being carted away in an ambulance so they we cut um then of course Vinny is being interrogated by the cops cuz you know the the cops don't know The cops don't know he's in the FBI. So they're like, they want to question him. And he's like, I'm going with my mother to the hospital. You can question me at the hospital. Uh, And he's like, what the hell are you doing trying to hold my mother here when her husband has just been shot? I was like, yeah, okay. That makes a good point. And uh, he pointedly says that he has no idea. Because you remember, a guy got shot, right? And Vinny says he has no idea who the guy was. And that's, that is key. Uh, But as Poochie runs up, Poochie recognizes who the guy was. Yeah, And he runs straight over to Albert's house in the middle of the night. And this is, uh, I think this scene kicks off why Albert is one of my favorite characters. Like, he really is. Because, and this is what I'm talking about with them planning things. Like, you will get over the next you know, four episodes, because it's only a four episode arc, five counting "La Lacrima d'Amore Part 2, right? Over the next four episodes, you're going to find out everything about Albert. And if you go back and watch uh, "La Lacrima Amore" Part 2, you kind of feel like he was told all of that stuff. Like he knew everything about the character when he was playing in last season. You really get that sense, because I talk about how much they set up all the time, but like we don't talk enough about how much they set up character stuff you know yeah like plot stuff they set up perfectly but it's like everything and like the closest is how well they set up Don Iuppo because absolutely nothing in that first episode right with Don Iuppo contradicts anything we learn about him later right and it's the same thing i think with Albert
1: i well yeah i think so like it but that would be what they would end up doing the great shows yeah and that that they don't just um they don't just work out the plots but they work out the people and who the people are yeah. so that yeah. they can give their actors a clear idea of who each of these people are right right and that means that the actor can work with that even before they start getting lines yeah no scripts even before they are getting specific scripts i suspect that they give personality like i would assume is steven cannell just would have done that he's always created Characters, when you think about all of his characters, let's just talk about the Rockford Files, let's talk about the A-Team. Yeah. And these shows, right from the beginning, and that's the thing, it means that they give it a lot of thought. He gives the characters a lot more thought than a lot of other shows do, about who they are, how they're going to develop. What you know
0: what their focus has to and be and where yeah and he never takes his eye off of where this is all going
1: yeah and and i think in, and and he just does that right which means that the actors it doesn't mean the actors can't bring their own of course little bits to it but
0: it's all in service of it, this character
1: it's in service of this character and it has to fit right and therefore i would think that on set, like, I can't think of too many, other than Vinny's physical problems.
0: Yeah. But
1: but too many, right? It must have been a real rush doing um, Anthony Dennison's part. Oh, God, yeah. That, that part must have been mm-hmm. pretty...
0: Yeah, uh, they had to write all of that in a hurry.
1: Yeah, and that was crazy so you needed someone who could do it.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, I and think like all of the guys, and of course, all of them knew Tony Dennison incredibly well from the two years yes. of t- crime story. Yeah. You know, so absolutely. They knew this is a guy who can come in and we can give him a character and he can just deliver. And God, yeah. did he deliver in those episodes?
1: And he did. And I think that that is exactly. Um, What's
0: going on with with someone like Albert here.
1: Yeah, when you when you think about Albert, because he's a key character. Yeah, and it's how they, as I, as I said, at least with the men. And just remember, as I as I said before, it's always. I mean, Canal Canal shows have always had few female characters in that's them. That's True,
0: that's they absolutely are, true. And when they have female characters, maybe those characters don't stick around that long. That's something no, they, we're going to be talking about soon enough.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I can think Rockford Files. They just don't know how to structure yeah. the kinds of characters that he's writing mm-hmm. with stable female relationships.
0: It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, that he could be so good at one part of this and just yeah, have well, this giant blind spot. Can I make? Can,
1: can I make a? comparison. I mean, people won't understand. Okay. <laughs> I might think that I'm being a little bit glib, but I'm yeah. not. But I would tell you that part of it is is he's not gay. Yeah. I mean I I can always I always go back to and this was not just people people might think I'm being flippant about it. But all you have to do is go back to um Forrester. E. M. Forrester. Right. And okay. all of his All of his novels. And when you read his novels, his female characters are so well written in the novels. Um so that they can be portrayed well, although people can screw up the portrayals.
0: It's happened.
1: Yeah, well that's well, we won't get into sexism in um (coughs) Hollywood. Yeah, and and refocusing novels and things we've talked Mm -hmm. about. We've talked
0: about that in adaptation before, especially when we were talking about the Alienist.
1: Yes, the Alienist that was very very clear, Um, and it was all also um, you could see it a little bit in the collector even, and that was a good adaptation.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good adaptation, but you're losing half the book when you take yeah. away her voice.
1: Yeah, you take away her voice and you've lost half the book. Yeah. So, um, but Ian e. Forster, I mean, his uh, passage to India, right. um, Howard's End, um, Yep. and Tennessee Williams. Oh, That's God, Tennessee, Tennessee Williams. Williams. Can write female characters. Yep. And, you know, and I can remember saying this a Long time ago, when I was doing when I was an English major, yes, I've been all over the place. But,
0: <laughs> but I was She's not just a doctor of religion, she used to be an English major and worked in theater. That's yes. that, that's not even half the stuff you've done.
1: <laughs> I love my theater,
0: I still yep. love my theater. oh, theater's fantastic.
1: Anyway, never mind. Um, so but what happens, right, is that, yeah. And I can remember making that comment. And that would have been in the, well, the seventies. Yeah. Um, because, and of course, my professor. Um, <laughs> never mind. That's a whole story. So let's get back to Wise. All right, let's get back I, to Wise. A whole.
0: We could do a whole sh- <laughs> rabbit hole just about this. On,
1: on the on my on my English my, it was actually, you know, I, I. Would have. Yeah. I would have, might have stayed,
0: stayed there, in that. Yeah.
1: Except that we ended up. My dad died. We ended up going overseas.
0: Yeah, and you and ended up with different priorities country. in a lot of ways. Yeah, you yeah. had
1: different, and so when I came back, I had already moved into anthropology and religion at La Trobe University in Australia, in and Melbourne. then you
0: just pursued that.
1: Yeah, and so I continued on with that. All right. So let's so, get back to Wise Guy. Let's get back to Wise Guy. guy. And, and how well uh, Robert Davi oh, just Oh my god. Spells
0: that uh, just he comes and you want to talk about an introduction. I mean, we've already met the character. You want to yeah. talk about a character introduction in an episode where Pucci shows up and sticks a gun in it like knocks out a guy and you think like Okay, so there's a bunch of guys in Albert's house, right? Because wow. there's a war going on. I mean, we don't know that there's a war going on for sure, but the Don Ayupo Don came back, and the day after, like the day before Don Ayupo came back, somebody got clipped. You know, one Ziffo. of the bosses got shot to death in his car, and that's the funeral they went to last episode, right? Ziffo. Uh, no, Ziffo happened tonight. No, no. I'll somebody hit, else. I'll yeah. Oh, the three, And that's the point. The three guys who were in charge of the commission all get shot within a couple of days of each other, mm-hmm. right? One got shot in his car, and as they're trying to figure out, uh, Ziffo and Don Aupo get shot the same night, right? And that's yeah. the key part. Um, they don't actually mention, and it is, um, if people aren't paying attention, which is what just happened to you, you might think that, uh, Ziffo is the guy who got killed in the previous episode, but no, he gets killed off screen. Uh, uh, he gets killed off screen uh, in this episode. Yeah. This night. In fact, I did know that, but. Oh no, you did. It's just because they don't mention the other guy who got clipped again. Like he never gets mentioned again. It's easy to conflate the two. And I, I totally understand how that happens. So anyway. Uh, so, right, and everyone is obviously on edge, come on, and he's got guys around, and it just shows you who Poochie is, that the guy who opens the door, right, uh, (laughs) who is one of Albert's guys, has no problem, like, turning his back on Poochie, like, because who would ever assume that that Poochie was here to kill somebody? Uh, so he knocks the guy out, he goes upstairs to shoot Albert, but Albert was reading to his kid in bed. And so he, being a good guy, lets Albert, as he says, pick the room he wants to die in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good moment. It's a good moment. And so they have a conversation and he says, I know nothing about anything happening to Don Iupo. Pucci says that one of the guys was his guy, right? And uh, one of the guys was his guy. So in other words, this is absolutely his people. He, uh, uh, And the thing I love is that Albert is, I mean, spoiler alert, Albert is innocent, okay? <laughs> but the fact that he is able to, and they write it so beautifully, that he is able to talk Poochie out of shooting him in that scene is just, it's so beautifully written and it's so beautifully performed. And he goes back to the old thing of It's like, I am, I am swearing to you on my son's life that I didn't do this thing. And as he says, do you think so little of me? That you think that I would lie, you know, that I would swear a lie on my son's life. And you're like, damn, you're good at this. Yep. Oh, he's so good at this. It's such a good scene, right? It is such a fantastic scene. All right. uh, Then, and he says, essentially, you know, he he basically recruits Poochie, which is nice. Because he's like, look, I, right now... We're at war, and we don't know who's hitting people, and I need to know whose side you're on. And you know, with Don Uyupo maybe dead, Pucci does need a new employer, so he basically recruits Pucci, which is nice, and says, and sends his family away immediately. You know, the whole go to Florida, don't tell anybody where you're going for any reason, right? Don't even tell, don't even tell your bodyguard where you're going to be flying to until you get onto the plane, kind of situation. So, yeah, it's like they have seen this coming. They got a box full of cash sitting there ready to go. Like, this is the life. And it's this window into the life of a mobster where not only do they have that, but right around the corner, they got what he calls the war car ready to get packed up at a moment's notice. Yep. Which is this, you know, automobile, this bulletproof automobile with all sorts of secret panels to hide guns in just in case. You know, it's it's nice. They got this little like this little window into how they live. And then we cut to the hospital and what Don Iupo is going through. And uh, his uh, Vinny's mother, like, obviously she was stressed because of her heart condition, but she's going to be okay. And Frank Frank goes to Vinny and says, how's he doing? Vinny says he doesn't have a chance because he's got a rare blood type. And I'm going to do the thing I always do now Explain to people how blood types work Because here's what happens And I understand I understand why writers do this I completely understand why writers do this uh, Because they're like Okay, I need the character to have a rare blood type Right? So I'm just going to look up what the rarest blood type is And I'm going to give them that blood type Okay? And I get why you do that And I get why you think that's the right thing to do But that's not how blood types work <laughs> So they're like, he's got AB negative, which is true. That yes. is, that is the, um, Rarious. that is the rarest blood type. But, and this is the key part, right? That's not, having AB negative means that you can take as a transfusion 50% of all blood that exists. Yeah, A's, B's. And O's. Negatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and O's. And O's, But yeah. as long as it's negative. Right. Yeah. So here's quickly how blood types work. I'm just going to give you the, the 60 second rundown. OK, so A's can be A, B or O. Right. And that is the types of proteins that are on top of the red blood cell. A proteins, B proteins or both A and B protein. And the key part is if you uh blood reactions happen, if you are given blood that has a protein that your blood doesn't have. But if you were given a blood uh, that doesn't have that protein, it's fine. Doesn't matter at all. So if you have AB, that means you can take AB blood, A blood, B blood, or O blood, which is no proteins on it. But, and this is the key part, if you are, if your rhesus factor is negative, you can only take negative blood. And if your rhesus factor is positive, you can take both positive and negative blood. And so that is why O negative is the most valuable blood. Because if you don't know what someone's blood type is, you can just give them O negative blood and it is guaranteed to be safe. And it's the only blood type you can do that with. And this is where it gets really interesting because ironically, O negative is a very common blood type, but it is incredibly difficult for someone who needs it to get O positive blood because it is treated as the generic blood for anyone who needs blood. They run you into a hospital in an ambulance with a bad stomach wound they're not going to pause to check your blood type. They're just going to start filling you up with O negative before you can, uh, you know, right? Um, Before they go and check what your actual blood type is. Meaning emergency rooms always have to be stocked with O negative blood. And so if it's a bad night for the emergency room, there's a really good chance that if you have O negative blood and you're brought in, they might not actually have any for you. This is why, by the way, it's so important to have an O, like, um, your driver's license that has your blood type on it, on you at all times. So th- you won't have this happen. But yeah, so ironically, giving him a fairly common blood type, like O negative, would have been more plausible as a reason for him to need Frank's blood. Because spoiler alert, in a funny scene, that's exactly what happens. He ends up getting Frank's blood. <laughs> Frank has to and save the dog Poor Frank, blood. yeah. And poor
1: Frank like, just says,
0: no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, Frank, we love you. Yeah, and he gives it. And yeah, of course he does. He's a good guy, and this is this is Vinny's stepfather. Obviously he's gonna do it, but you know, he still he still gripes about it, because Frank wouldn't be Frank if he didn't gripe about it. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Frank. You really are one of the great characters. Alright, so Vinny gets out of the hospital, you know, uh, after hearing that the operation is going to go ahead. He's like, I'm going to go home and take a shower because, again, he's still got blood from the guy who got shot right in front of him. And this is where things get interesting because who shows up? Oh, Albert shows up right outside in the war car, you know, needing to have a conversation with Vinny because he is in a position where, you know, a war is coming and he doesn't know who he can trust. And so he, and then we get, again, a centerpiece moment for the actor of just like the two of them driving around in a car, right? Talking to each other and feeling each other out. And I'm just saying, this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole four se- uh, the, uh the whole, you know, four episode arc. And honestly, it's up there for the series for me. I love this whole sequence with the two of them ta- uh, driving around. I, I just think it is masterfully written. I think it's beautifully acted.
1: They've got to get through the night and they got to keep moving.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like they can't stop for a second because people are out there like a a war is coming. And if they can survive the night, then the commission can meet and we can find out who ordered this maybe and we can see what we can do. But he's like, but Albert's like, look, I know the Don doesn't have any people anymore. So I'm leaving guards at the hospital. Nobody is getting him tonight. And Vinny's like, how the hell do I know you didn't set this up? You know you're best positioned to take over the commission if anything happens to all three guys who are running it, which is exactly what just happened and so yeah they they drive around, they suss each other out uh he <laughs> uh Albert talks most about uh how he loves loyalty, right what matters to him the most, and he talks about how Poochie, as he says a a guy who who never killed anybody or <laughs> like or he says. Maybe one guy once and then spent 20 years feeling bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That guy shows up at my house for the dawn. And it's like, and you, you, he really sells how much loyalty matters to Albert, right? Yes. Like, all of the family loyalty. And what we've talked about in the show is, like, the myth of the mob versus the reality of the mob. And what we talked about in the last episode is Albert is a guy... Who, like, really believes in the myth of the Mafia. Yeah. You know? He really does. Like, down to his core. Now, that's not always- He's not, I think, always going to live by that, but it is what he believes. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, uh, well, yes. You know, there are things you believe sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> when life it's convenient is- for you. Well, our life gets in the way, and you have to make a choice.
0: Yeah. Let's put it that
1: way. Let's be nice about it. Not when (laughs) it's convenient, but when necessity.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Plays plays a role. I think that you you stick with it as long as you can. Because yes, of course, you know, it's not going to happen. But, you know, if somebody is disloyal, well, somebody is disloyal.
0: Yeah. And that's, that is one of those keys. So they get through the night. <sighs> they get through the night. And in a key scene, we see the guy who fired the machine gun that almost killed Ayupo, standing on top of a garbage barge and yeah. throwing his machine gun into the ocean and then driving off in a uh, a Tosca cartage truck. Yeah, And who drives up literally as he's driving out? Albert and Vinny. Because Tosca Cartage is Albert's company. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, we're spoiling something that happens in the second episode, because we find out who's actually behind it in the second episode. But what's key is, like, Vinny says when they're in the car, and this is what I love, like, how do I know? And it's like, so, Um. Uh. Albert says, they're setting me up. That's why they hired one of the guys who works, who's done work for me yeah. to hit the dawn. And Vinny says... Right. Oh, yeah, because they're such geniuses that they know I'm going to randomly grab your guy and identify him. And the thing is, the show actually explains it next episode that actually all of the guys who did the hitting were Albert's guys. Like they were all guys who work who have done work for Albert and drive his trucks. So, yeah, like they actually thought that through. Like Vinny's question. I mean. Vinny's question doesn't get answered in a um, super definitive way. The the FBI finds out and, you know, the guy gets killed. <laughs> but I love that they put in that detail. That it's like Vinny's question to Albert actually does get answered because the hitters were hired specifically to frame Albert. Like Albert was right about that. Yeah. And that is a great detail. And, and Vinny finds it preposterous. But no, that's exactly what they did. It's, a, again, a really nice scene. Oh, oh and by the way, um Tosca <laughs> while it isn't actually that thematically like Tosca's the one about the guy who's like um uh, Tosca's the name of this lady and her her lover is like a painter who's fallen out of favor with the politicians in a town and uh the guy who's in charge of the town uh wants to sleep with her in exchange for not having him be executed but then she kills him but then the guy was always gonna screw her over so the lover gets executed anyway, and then she kills herself. Like the Tosca itself isn't that relevant to the plot of this arc. Because there's no woman. Yeah, there's no <laughs> woman. There, there is, wait, wait, wait. There is a woman. We're gonna, we're gonna be talking about her soon enough. Yes, but not a Tosca woman. No, not a Tosca style woman no no. No, there's, no, there's no. no, no, Nothing I'm talking like about that. Tosca woman. Yeah, exactly. There's there's no like brave romantic lead woman character. In this. No. Uh yeah, <laughs> but you're right. There, there is a female character, but it it ain't uh she she has other origins in fiction. Uh anyway, yes. we we all know who uh she's <laughs> she's designed after. But anyway, the the point I was getting at was um, but a bunch of the characters are in this arc are named after characters from Tosca, so it's just something that the writers were doing for fun, in case you were wondering.
1: Well, and, and Albert had to have an opera to be attached. Oh, to. Yes. Of course, you know. Oh, and, okay. and, I mean, the the yeah. the opera We're almost like these two two episodes kind of flow together. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> and, they really instead do. <laughs> of doing it time with him, but the opera. Yeah, and I mean, we already heard him singing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how the character's introduced. Is he singing an aria, right? Yeah, like that's how they wanted us to meet the character because that is, he is this, he is in a way like a larger than life figure in the way that Sonny was. Although I gotta say, speaking of Sonny, there's a great moment where uh, (laughs) he talks about how much he loved loyalty and Vinny gets to bring up, hey, remember Pat the Cat Patrice? yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, it's like he said he valued loyalty too, but then he wanted to use uh me to betray, you know, the person I was loyal to. And now he's buried out in the Pine Barrens. Yes, <laughs> Pat didn't last long. Yeah, yeah. And nobody cares and nobody remembers. And that's the key part. And that's, that's what, uh, that's what Sonny always talked about. You know, when you're gone, you're gone. When you're out, you're out. If you don't have a son to take over for you, you're nothing yeah it's interesting you know it's really interesting that they bring this stuff back and they remember the origin of the story right so uh then Vinny finally gets home and he takes a shower and amber is understandably freaking out because she was there when the gunfire mm. happened and that's the thing it's like she met Vinny in the least dangerous job he's ever had Like, this aspect of his work was never real to her, and it never impacted her before. So she is, Amber is understandably freaked out. Yes. Uh, Then we get, uh, then we get a sex scene. Which is as much about frustration as it is pa- and anger as it is passion. Again, uh, great job revealing character via a sex scene. Yes, you can have sex scenes that are vital to the plot and developing characters. Yeah.
1: Rather than prurient in nature.
0: Exactly. Uh then Frank shows up and interrupts them. <laughs> Frankus Interruptus. Yeah, McPicus Interruptus. <laughs> That's it. McPicus Interruptus. And while he's there, uh, like, um, while he's there, Poochie shows up, right? Uh, because Vinny had asked him to find out where the commission is going to be meeting, right? Because he wants in on the meeting. Right? And uh, we get a great scene where Frank has to hide behind a door when Poochie is there. to keep from being seen and he does not like that but he doesn't get any choice uh he doesn't get any choice in the matter and we get oh oh my god and so he said and so vinny's got to run off with poochie to get to the meeting because they found out where the commission is getting together and well i and i think you have to
1: i think you have just to give what's going to be coming forward for amber Yes. What you have to understand is that Vinny disappeared for the entire yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. in touch with Mike. He wasn't in touch mm-hmm. with Frank. Nobody could find him. Nobody knew where he was.
0: Yep. They didn't
1: know whether he was alive or dead.
0: Yeah. And people were, as you say, understandably freaked out.
1: Yes. And so, I mean, Amber, it's bad enough that Don Ayupo got was shot. Yelled. Right. he was shot. He wasn't
0: he
1: was shot. The same thing with um and Carlotta ends up in the hospital because, because they of want her heart to condition,
0: yeah.
1: For observation, mm-hmm. and there's no Vinny. He went out of the hospital and, and he disappeared. Died. And he disappeared.
0: Yeah. So she literally understand, like had no idea if he was alive or dead.
1: Yeah and so this is her introduction to the real life of someone like Vincenzo Terranova. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like she never yeah and that's I think that's what I meant when I was saying it's like she yeah. really it was never real to her like how yeah. scary this world is.
1: Yeah, how and terrifying
0: think, this world yeah. is.
1: Yes, and I think that um whereas whereas for example Albert's wife
0: yeah, she knows. Yeah,
1: basically, basically knows who she's married. Yep. And knows what the stakes are and knows
0: what she has to do. Yeah, exactly. In the when end. she hears I mean, she has to go, she's ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, she knows about the world where you keep a bag packed. Yeah. Because at any moment, whether it's the feds or whether it's murderers, you might have to leave at the drop of a hat. And, and here's never come back. Yeah. So just take the money and go. You know, it's it's fascinating because as you say, like this is this is Amber's really rough introduction into the actual world of being an FBI agent who everyone thinks is a mobster. You know? And and the thing is, like, there's a naive charmingness, like to as she said, it's not necessarily, you know, a a downside to working in the music industry and it was said as a joke that time but the thing is it's like there are plenty of people right who have this criminal reputation within the music industry like that she's not wrong about that but the people in the music industry part of it are largely protected from the criminal aspect of that to them it is just like a reputation that a guy has oh yeah he used to you know he used to do work with some sort of criminal enterprise upstate somewhere and it's like so it's it's a fun story to tell at parties and it's a you know There's a frisson in the danger of having that guy around. Oh, Johnny Cash! Come on. Well, yeah, Johnny Cash. (laughs) You
1: know. know? Okay, and and but the thing is, is it's also that she lives in the world because she's living in that arts and entertainment world, right? Which basically um, is involved, like has that glamorous idea of. The Mob and The yep. Moth. Now, remember, we've got The Godfather films. Of course. Remember, yeah. we've got... And all you have to do... Now, nobody knows the British, The Craze. No. Right? Um. It, go watch that movie if you can watch stomach Watch The
0: Craze that. if you can stomach the violence. Or, you know what? Um. Uh. What do you call it? That one, it was uh the Spandau Ballet Brothers. The twin brothers playing them. Uh. They did another one. Which was um, Tom Hardy plays the. T- it's called, I think, L- uh, Legend or something like that. Anyway, the point is the cra. Like he plays both parts. Like, yeah, like well, the Kray- where- yeah. oh no, they're both good movies. I'm just saying, if you want to see Tom Hardy playing, but bo- if you want to see the spandau ballet guys who are real life wow. twin brothers playing them, you go with the craze. If you want to see Tom Hardy playing both parts with camera trickery, go watch that one, and he does a great job.
1: Yeah, I just and I want to say and,
0: that but it's tougher you- to play both parts,
1: but yes and the craze of course whether people i they don't know much about that they were they were the key criminals of the 60s and the early yeah. 70s i think when they got in caught London in london and mm-hmm. of course they had all the parties and they were very involved in the inter- oh yeah
0: system. the the social set you know where yeah. everyone went to there everyone went to their club like, their they had this club but like yeah, they had this like nightclub where everyone who was anyone was there every night hanging out with these two ultra violent mobsters. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it,
1: you know, they, they only saw the charming.
0: charming. And that's funny. the thing. And you're right. And that's, it's, it's worth noting here. And they were always like the, the, the normal people were always insulated from the violent world of the craze. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing. And that's and this is what Amber's going through. She's seeing what it's really like for the first time, where it's not just the money and the suits and the nice restaurants. There's this aspect to it as well. Yeah. And uh, we will always suggest go and watch Goodfellas. Oh, I know it's (laughs) it's got a lot of this in there, too. And of course, now here's my uh, random thing when I remind everyone that there's no different, uh, no real difference between what the mobs do and what corporations do. Uh, De Beers wants you to think of fancy rings and big parties and jewelry that uh, that queens wear. But guess what? All that money comes from people enslaving people throughout Africa to work in diamond mines. It comes from mass murder and genocide and corruption and basically stealing countries. So (laughs) there's no there's no clean way to get that rich the mob is just you know doing it in their own country instead of going halfway around the world to uh, get their money so yes my uh, my anti-capitalist of reading of wise guy has not slowed down at all i just want to make that absolutely clear <laughs> just in case you were wondering <laughs> just in case <laughs> uh but anyway vinny goes to see the commission and i i hope you guys are watching this show cuz that's a great scene because vinny and this is, again, ugh, how well written this is. And it's this kind of stuff I didn't think about when I was a kid watching this. So the first couple of times I watched this, Vinny comes up, right? And so the situation is there is a commission. There's all the guys who run the various businesses, right? And uh, and they're all deciding what they're going to do about this situation people are shooting. And Vinny walks in and he uh, he beats up Spalletta, who is... Uh, so Tony Ziffo, he only had a daughter. So, to, uh, so the logical inheritor of his business is Joey Grosset, her husband, and her uh, husband's cousin is Spiletta, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, who is Michael Chiklis? Tell- yeah, <laughs> the, I think the before same he became year the commish. before the commish. I think the same year he was in Wired playing John Belushi, but I would have to check that. But it's like a very, very young. Uh, very, very young Michael <laughs> Chickless. Yeah. Yeah, like an incredibly young Michael Chickless, where it's kind of shocking to see him. Because you just, you think of like he was already in the commission, he was playing like 10 years older than he actually was. Uh, so it's so weird to see him as just like a kid in this, basically. But yeah, so basically, as we always say, they had the best casting people in Hollywood working on this show. Because everybody on Wise Guy, like, went on to bigger things as a general rule. If you were on wise guy, it was a sign that like you were on your way. But anyway, so what I, <laughs> what I loved about this though, right? So Vinny walks in and in the scene, like he pushes his way past Spiletta, and then he gives this speech to everybody about how he's demanding a seat at the table. And he's so good at manipulating people now that he basically just parrots back. Everything that Albert was saying about tradition and family and doing, you know, and being honorable and not like, and, uh, right. And standing up and owning your actions and like all of the stuff that he's just parroting back everything that Albert was saying, essentially forcing Albert to be on his side or, you know, essentially abandon everything he claims to believe. Like at the end of his speech, Albert doesn't have any choice but to back Vinny. And that's exactly what Albert does. And I love that about this scene because, again, like, manipulating people and hitting people at their weak points is becoming second nature to Vinny at this point. Yeah. Yeah, like, because who knows what, like, um, who knows what Albert had planned to do before, I mean, obviously... Like Albert was going to try and figure out who killed everybody and who's doing it, but it's like he wasn't. I doubt. I'd have no reason to think he was planning on bringing Vinny into the commission. But when Vinny gives well, this no. speech he, demanding the play the position, he doesn't have any choice. No, no, but it's clear. Yeah.
1: That he had no no plans to bring Vinny, Vinny in. into the commission when yeah. they were yeah. doing the doing the, the talk drive. overnight. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he said, "Yes, you know he's his stepson, he's Ayuko's stepson, but yeah, so
0: he's got yeah exactly. and he doesn't
1: tell him where the meeting is going to be exactly he, you know Vinny has to find has to, out through on his own,
0: yeah, exactly, and i I think that's key where it's like he in this scene where Vinny could just be scared or could just be like trying to trying to work an angle or trying to like trying to figure out who Albert is, he is picking up information that he is going to use to box albert in later in the episode and again that's why it's such a well-written show
1: yeah no it and it is very interesting because we already had vinny saying no he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be on the table no he doesn't want to be on the commission no
0: until don Ayupo gets killed yep until he gets shot well and that's the thing i mean shot yes yes. you keep saying killed don Ayupo's fine Yes, I he know. He got Frank's blood. He, he got fly. Frank's blood. He's, <laughs> he's there at the end. Yeah, he's there at the end arc. of the episode. Be- because, and this is the key part, we get the scene of them voting about whether to let, uh whether to let Vinny in. Because again, remember, Vinny's already a made man in the yeah. Jersey Mafia. Like, he's already a made man in the Jersey Mafia. His family doesn't exist anymore. But now that his mother married into New York, you know, <laughs> married into Brooklyn. <laughs> married the doctor married the don like this guy who's already a made guy can just slip right in you know he was he was basically you know uh, he was basically second in command to Sonny steelgrave yep. you know so there you go uh yeah and it's it's great and so they have a vote about whether to let him in and then the guys show up at the hospital to kiss his hand and welcome him aboard and his mother does not like the look of the- reminiscent of course of the scene of the godfather with at the end of the godfather with yes uh yeah where his uh where his wife you know sees all of the guys coming to kiss the ring and he shuts the door on her yeah yeah no it's it is obviously that that shot is designed to be a callback to that scene oh but the key part is we also learn in the episode while vinny's giving his speech uh (laughs) uh after sorry, after Vinny has given his speech, uh Grosset, Joey Grosset, says, I gotta take a walk and you know, I'll go get the food for everybody, because it's gonna be a long day. And he goes down to the basement and he uh he kills the guy. Yeah. He kills the guy who worked for uh Albert and throws him in the trunk of a car. And I think the key part in that is like uh they knew they had to do it. Like they knew they had to kill him because uh Poochie had started asking around who, who's a, a guy who does hits on people who wears cowboy boots. And of course, so he knew it was only a matter of time before people were going to figure it out. And if they got to him, it was all going to come out who hired him. So they kill him.
1: Yeah. And and that's the interesting thing is that, of course, the FBI has tracked this guy down.
0: Down as well. But, yeah. As yeah. well. But the guy gets out. Just- before the FBI can get there. Yeah, before yeah, the yeah. FBI gets So escaping the FBI gets him killed and then gets just him killed. Yeah. And uh and then we get the funniest moment in the episode. And the episode has got some some good funny moments. Funniest moment in the episode is uh the guys coming up to pick up his other $20,000 for the hit. And uh so Joey gives him the 20 uh you know <laughs> the 20 grand and then uh and then shoots him in the back of the head and Carlo paletta's like Well, you're just gonna leave the money on his body and joey says i'm not a thief yeah i know jeez this <laughs> is a funny scene
1: it's well, a no it, no it, but scene. it just it just tells you how discordant oh, these yeah. people's views of value and values morality in life is, is. yeah their yeah, their views of morality right yeah and it's like yeah, no know. no yeah is he gonna sometimes go to kid, oh, yeah
0: but sometimes you gotta kill a guy but at yeah. the end of the day, like, you still have the stuff you live by. <laughs> oh, I know. It's ridiculous. It's such a good scene, though. And in such yes, good episodes. Is. All right. And so then we start the next episode very quickly after. It's it's the next day. Carlotta's being able to leave the hospital, right? She's, she's healed up enough. Like, the, there wasn't actually a heart issue. They were just worried there was going to be. So she's able to leave. And on her way out... Uh, she tells, oh my god, she, uh... oh, I love this scene so much. Uh... Uh, we forgot to mention something, which we'll mention in a second. But she sa- she tells Rudy, get my son out of this. <laughs> you promised me you were out of this. You promised me that was going to affect uh, affect you. I'm not going to let you drag my son into this. You You live long enough to get him out and then she walks away and says he'll get better now <laughs> but the key part is and we missed mentioning one thing that's actually going to be pretty important next week and i'm sorry about that because we were rushing over it um we find out the Pucci says that someone when don flew back right the don flew back to meet amber he got a letter the day he flew back with two plane tickets back to italy in it Yes. And essentially, it was a threat saying, get out of town. And that's how they found the guy. Who, that's how the FBI found the guy. Right. So Vinny had Frank take the right. Take the, the the what do you call it? The plane tickets and find out who had sent them. And that's how they find the, the shooter, because that's who Joey Grosset had hired to make the threats. And then when the threats didn't work to get him out of the to get him out of the uh, like to kill him. Right. When they couldn't scare him off, they uh they decided to kill him. And it was the same guy who did both, and that's how the FBI found. Him. So the point is, the Don and this is key, the letters uh the letter was waiting for them when they got back, meaning that the Don already knew his life was being threatened when he took Vinny to meet the commission. Yes. And that is important. He already knew his life was in danger when he took Vinny to meet the commission. And that is Kind of vitally important information, I would say,
1: yeah, I mean and it is it is yeah, I mean, it is interesting when you're looking at it from that point of view, and he doesn't tell Carlotta anything, nope, and he doesn't tell Vinny anything,- Mm-mm. um but it it yeah at this at this point, you're wondering, well, why would he do that? Well, he wants a son, yeah, and we'll find out all of all, all of, of the details. Are later going to be coming on up soon yeah but you know so vinny is going to replace vinny is going to be the son he didn't right. have to
0: replace him well he did have a son to replace him yeah. and that's a conversation we're going to talk about soon yeah. no because, but that's what i mean at this and point this is the key yes. so yeah vinny uh vinny goes to see don iupo obviously and don iupo talks about albert and how albert like is a guy who actually did work his way up like, he was not born into leadership. He wasn't anybody's son. He was literally a corner boy, a guy who did deliveries for people, who did whatever was necessary at any moment to, like, get a little favor and work his way up. Like, he actually did, you know, the, the what is it, the Horatio Alger worked his way up from the ground floor to becoming a boss, right? Yeah. Is that who I'm thinking of? Horatio Alger? Anyway. Whatever oh, yes, that's, that. That's the, yes, it's okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I I mix some of these up, but it, the point is, yeah, the uh, the whole idea of you know you anyone can make it in America, and that's that's who Albert is, and so he says go to Albert, right, and he Albert will have your back, but you have to tell Albert that I for I forgive him, and yeah. we don't know exactly like, and we find out soon enough that what happened was Albert and the Dawn son were friends. And Albert, and there's, there is no sign that there was like, uh, that this was sinister or anything awful happened. But Albert got his son killed in a fight over a card game with some lowlifes.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm not so sure. Okay. I mean, we're talking about it ahead of time and I'm not so sure that, that Albert
0: should have been blamed for that. Exactly. But he blamed, but the thing is. His Don Ayupo blamed yeah, Albert. Blamed Albert for that. And it is, we never find out who started the fight, how the fight escalated, but there was a fight over a card game, and back when they were both in their early 20s, Don Ayupo's son got killed by just some lowlifes, and he could never forgive Albert. Even as Albert worked his way up, he could never forgive him, but now he is told, Vinny, go see Albert and tell him you forgive. I forgive Right? Yeah. And so Vinny goes to see, uh, Vinny goes to see Albert and Albert says, I'm going to open up Tosca, you know, Cardage to you. You can work here. It's what I need to do for the dawn. And honestly, I'm the one who said you should be in the commission. So you need a legit job, right? It's quite quite reasonable. (laughs) Like it's, it's very smart of Albert. And it's like, and again, it's this thing where he is friendly and he does seem to like Vinny, but everything is a play all the time because now he's going to have Vinny with him all of the time. So he can know if Vinny's making any moves. Like if Vinny's always around, then that's one more person who has a dog in this fight, who now he doesn't have to worry about pulling moves secretly behind his back. And it's, it's smart of his, part. like it's really smart on his part. And it's really clever writing that everything they do always has multiple angles to it you know i i adore these scenes <laughs> and then we get a uh, then we get an alert right uh that ca- someone comes in and tells him oh my god uh, there there's been a bit of a thing our trucks aren't picking up garbage at a bunch of locations suddenly now uh so albert goes to you know albert goes to see one of the guys who's suddenly switched to chen uh chinese gangsters cartage service to pick up the uh, garbage and ask, well, you know, what the hell's going on? Yeah, which is quite a reasonable question. The guy's like, hey, uh, you know, Joey showed up and he said that Ziffo, who again is on the commission and Albert isn't, he's not running the commission. He's just on it. Albert said, uh, right. Albert finds out that his territory is being given away. He doesn't like it. He goes to see Chen. And it's kind of great actually because we get um, in addition, and I didn't recognize him until this time. Uh the so they they bust in to see Chen, and there's uh he pretends to not speak English, because again, that's a great power move. And the other guy there who acts as his translator, he's got two uh two goons with him, and one acts as his translator, and it's Francois Chow who would go on to star in um the The Tick. And be the bad guy on The Expanse, so it's like an actor who I've seen a ton more times later, and I never realized it was him. It's <laughs> kind of neat.
1: Yeah, because yeah. well, partly because you haven't seen him in too many, because The Expanse is new. Oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah exactly. And the, the tick. Well, new. the tick was a cartoon. Oh no, no, not the cartoon, oh. the live action one with oh, the Peter Serafinovich. Yeah, the Peter Serafinovich tick. Oh, yeah, he okay. plays Arthur's. Uh, he plays Arthur's stepfather, who's so entertaining. Yeah, it's uh no it's it's uh, just I, I liked seeing that actor here cuz again everybody goes on to bigger and better things <laughs> from wise guy. Oh, it's nice. It's a nice scene. So, but the key part is that in addition so they're there Task, what's going on with the garbage, the guy says come back tomorrow and uh we'll sort all of this out. And of course, the key part is Vinny uh steps on some goop with his shoe and he just tosses it in the ashtray. And then when the translator goes and puts out his cigarette in the same ashtray, the goop explodes into flame and lights his arm on fire. In a very nice practical stunt. Like this guy waving his arm around covered in fire. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's a nice surprise. Like, you don't see that that's going to happen. It's quite wonderful. All right? And then, of course, now, so now they've got a bunch of stuff going on at once. You've got the garbage stuff happening, and now you've got explosives. What is going on here? It's a, uh, it's a pretty good scene. Pretty good scene. (laughs) It's a pretty good scene. Uh, And so then we get, we get a a check-in with Lifeguard and Frank when Vinny goes over to, you know, update them on the situation. And we find out that Chen is a guy who, in addition to, you know, uh, you know his various other contraband rackets produces plastic explosives to sell to terrorists and what i love is this instantly makes him way more interesting to frank than all of this mafioso. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. immediately like we gotta find out what's going on with this guy and Vinny's like no you can't like You can't go and arrest this guy and make him disappear in your federal way because he's in the middle of this whole thing with Albert and Ziffo. And I might need, I might need him to figure out what's going on. Yeah. It's a good scene. And then, of course, uh, (laughs) we get a scene with Joey, who, again, we know is, we know is evil. And Joey's wife. Zipho's daughter who we finally get to meet who is silent during the whole scene and then immediately starts yelling at uh, Joey because yes she's the uh, Lady Macbeth character (laughs) no kidding (laughs) oh my god I love her so much and you say what you mean about like not figuring out how to write female characters well I'll say this if uh, if your goal is to write a female character Exactly like you do the male characters, you end up with something pretty interesting,
1: <laughs> yes, I and mean, I should be, yeah, and everybody knows it yeah I mean, and that's yeah. the thing. this is consistent,
0: Everybody knows it yep, it's such a nice choice. she's such an interesting character, she's got so much going on i-i adore like this performance from this lady. Like, I don't know who she is. I haven't checked what else she's done. I uh, probably should have. I will before we record the next episode, <laughs> but I love her in this. And it's just like this woman who has has dealt with all of these, you know, decades of frustration because she is ambitious and she is strong and she is clever. And none she's of her- that is respected. That's right. She's her father's daughter. In every way. But that is meaningless because she's a daughter and at the end of the day this is such a patriarchal and misogynistic environment that that's all that matters yeah like she was literally never given an opportunity so
1: she and her father arrange for her to marry a man she can push around yep
0: and that's exactly what it is yeah yeah like okay and that's actually gonna come up later yeah and the cousin yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: he, he he wouldn't care if if his, if, if, if she took over.
0: Oh yeah, of course not. No, no, no. She's fine with it. Carlo's fine with whoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, then again, Carlo's also the one who shot Tony's ifo. He's also, so, yes, yeah. he's also a loose cannon. He's also other- a loose cannon, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah. In yeah. one of my favorite scenes of the whole season. Such yeah. a good, I think we all know, we both know what scene I'm talking about. We'll get there. Oh, Carlo. We'll get there. Such a but good yeah. scene. So we meet, we meet, yes. Yeah. So, we, so meet we meet her and guard. she's pushing around. And this is the key part. She was not in on her father's murder. And that's the important thing we learn right away. Because he says, Albert killed your father. And she says, wow. there's no way Albert would ever do that. Like, she is 100% not sold on the idea. Like, she she thinks it is impossible that Albert would have ever killed her father. Like, there's just no chance of that happening. That's not who Albert is. That's not how Albert lives. And this is the funny part, because we find out in this scene that, oh, wow. So, Joey is really doing all of this on his own. Yes. Like, he... he and this is the key part. They brought him, and they got her to marry someone she should she could control. So that like when the family would essentially stay with um Tony Ziffo's like blood. Bloodlines, yes. Bloodlines, exactly. And that's like he didn't think Joey had what it took. And so there's like, okay, well, we'll marry and she'll really wear the pants in the family. <laughs> is the subtext to everything about their relationship. And of course, uh all of this can be read as, let's face it, Joey struggling against his own emasculation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he's making
0: stupid moves. Yep. He's making know? all these stupid moves and causing these problems to prove that he's a man. Because again, this is a toxic masculine culture. Yeah,
1: And he's so, it's just like, yeah, not yeah. smart enough to be able to see Like, you need to see which is 20 moves
0: ahead. No, he's not. He's just not. And it's, again, part of what makes him such an interesting character. Like, he is a guy who is out of his depth. Like, fundamentally, he is a guy who is out of his depth. He is making moves, and he is not thinking about the consequences of his actions. And it makes for some fascinating television.
1: Yes, yes, it does.
0: Oh, what a... Um, yeah, what a oh Joey. You're such an interesting I mean, character.
1: Yeah, I mean and and the funny thing is is when you when you go back and, and yeah. watch the the Jersey mob, the Steel Grape yep, yep. stuff, right? You don't have a character like Joey having no, no. any any um power. No.
0: No, not at you all. have
1: you don't have that kind of a character. You do have it in the Godfather.
0: Oh yeah. No, he's he is a Fredo. Yeah. Like he is he is an he is analogous to Fredo in the Godfather yeah. trilogy. He real well, it Fredo was only in two of the movies, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Well, no, exactly. In the in yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know. There's a reason for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Fredo's screwed really? up way too many guns. Yeah. And, and and Joey is gonna screw up and but yeah, as she does, place. she has no idea. And
0: we're going to find out later on, sort of. The consequences of that. Yeah. And, and it... there will be consequences. Uh, meanwhile, we get back to Vinny and Amber, and she is freaked out about, you know, yeah. living under police protection. Because, again, it's hard to tell what's going on. I said the next day, actually, this is probably like a week later. <laughs> it's always it's... hard to tell how much time is passing in Wise Kai.
1: Yeah, but what we would say what we would say is that Amber, it's not just the police protection, it's she's under the mob's protection. Protection
0: as well. Well, and I mean we I mean, mentioned it earlier, problem. but one of the key scenes is Frank telling her, she says, like, you you just love all of this cloak and dagger, yeah, you know, cops and robbers bullshit. I mean she doesn't say it that way, but that's what she means. And Frank says, Yeah, you know, we do love it. And 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 the key part is, you better get used to it, because he won't give it up for you. Yeah. And and that is the key scene, right, in that previous episode about their relationship. And so she's trying to see if she can live with it. And that's what happens in this episode, because she's like, let's just go out. Let's go out and be normal. Let's go out and get a drink. Let's do something. And they do, and they go out, and they just have a date, and they go to a bar, and they chat, and they, you know, they dodge their protection by going into a movie, but then ducking out the back door, drinking for two hours, and then going ducking back into the movie so they can walk out the front door again. Yeah. It's a good plan, right? and, it's just, and they, well, it was they Don plan. Yes, it's, it's what Don Ayupo used to do, yeah. as Poochie says. Yeah, it's what Don Ayupo always used to do. And you know, hey, it works great, and they actually have a date, and things are looking kind of positive for once for them. <laughs> you know, it's uh, again just a nice scene that shows that, yeah, like maybe she can live like this, All right? But
1: well, and it wouldn't, it won't always be like this, right? Of course, exactly. But this is always going to be the threat hanging over. Plus, what's going to happen when this job is
0: over? What's Vinnie yeah, going to yeah. do next? Exactly. And, whoa, oh, we get a great scene then where we just get a fight scene. And uh, you talk about, like, where does the mob's money come from? <laughs> we get two different crews of garbage men getting in a fist fight in an alley <laughs> over who gets to take away a bunch of garbage. <sighs> Oh, just a nice scene. It's just a like minute-long action scene, but it's like, yeah, this is the nitty-gritty of what's going on for these people. They're they're fighting each other with bats over who gets to pick up garbage. Ugh. Oh, wow. Alright. Then we get uh the scene where we reveal all the stuff about um about Albert and Don Ayupo, because Albert comes to see Don Ayupo in the hospital, and he talks about uh, forgiveness, and they talk about Vinny, and they talk about family, and Albert says that it's like, now that he has a son, he understands how, like, how much Don Aupo was shattered, and he doesn't know if he could forgive someone the way he's just been forgiven. Again, great scene, great performances all around. Right? (laughs) Just, just wonderful stuff. And then, of course, uh, everything gets spoiled a little when uh Joey and Carlo show up to also pay their respects.
1: Everybody's gonna come and pay. Oh, everybody's gotta
0: kiss the ring. That's just how it works. Except uh the the wife didn't show up, you know? His <laughs> Joey's wife didn't show up to pay her respects. And of course, uh Donna Upa says he doesn't want her there. So that's kind of key, I would say kind of key to this relationship yeah yeah and fundamentally when you get here is that you get this reinforcement of the fact that nobody is taking joey seriously like Vinny, who's been here five minutes right who's been here five minutes has more um association like has more power in this room just because of his association with don than joey who is also married into, and that's the crazy part. He, They're both just married into power. Yeah. Right? Theoretically, as the son-in-law, right? Son-in-law of a guy from the commission, stepson of a guy from the commission, you'd think they would be on equal footing, but everyone knows where Joey stands, and Vinny is able to just push him around, knowing there can be no consequences. And again, they're setting up these character relationships via action and via how people talk to each other, you know? And Albert can just grab Joey and shove him into a broom closet and demand to know why his roots are being given away. And there's nothing Joey can do about it. And so it's like, when you see the way he's treated, you start to understand why he's doing anything to exert his power and his masculinity and why he's making such dumb moves. So yeah, just a great <laughs> couple of scenes all around. Oh my god. And then we get hey, then we get uh then we get the um then we, uh what do you call it? The the opera scene. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that great?
1: Yes, yeah, so oh. there goes Vinny and
0: Amber. Mm-hmm. Amber Vinny and Amber take the uh tickets that Albert uh, Albert and his wife were going to go but of course she's fled and he's like I don't feel like going without my wife Uh, so you know just take the tickets and then we get I mean we don't actually they don't actually spend the money necessary to uh to stage it or anything no 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 of course not <clears throat> right they don't uh, any money to stage it right but we they do like you want to talk about production value they actually rented out like the an opera Met. house <clears throat> the Met or whatever and it is at, well, no, it's whatever the Met is in Vancouver. Come on. yeah it, Like, whatever the nice opera house in Vancouver is. And it is packed with extras. Like, there is a giant crowd scene in this episode. Yeah. In a way that you just don't see on television anymore. Like, these huge crowd scenes where there's hundreds of people milling around. You're like, yeah, you just don't see a ton of these episodes anymore. Just because they're so complicated to produce. Yeah. and And then, of course... Chen's guys, who have been hired by Joey, show up and shoot up the place trying to kill... Well, they try to shoot up the place to kill Albert, but what they didn't know was that the place was full of cops. (laughs) (laughs) So they get shot to death before they can do anything. And I mean, it's dramatic, but it's like, given what we know about, um, uh, you know, cops and their inability to shoot accurately... Watching the scene, you really get nervous that I bet a bunch of people got hit by stray bullets, you know? (laughs) That's just a fact. Uh, But yeah, so they shoot up, they try to shoot up the place. They they all three get shot to death, right? And then, of course, now Vinny sends off Amber with Poochie, right? Has her run off. Because again, things were supposed to be back to normal. They went on a date. Now they're going to the opera, like... She was hoping that there could be some relaxation in this relationship, but not so much. Uh, Then we get a scene where Chen is demanding, right? Oh, and by the way, while during the edit, uh, we cut back and forth between the opera and the cops raiding the place where Chen is manufacturing his plastic explosives. Because, you know, obviously they got to shut that down and the thing they talk about earlier is the frustrating part is like we want to get the plastic explosives off the street but you can't really like the only thing you can get chen on is having a warehouse where hazardous materials were being stored like unless they could catch him trying to sell it to somebody and that would take as as they say months to set up a sting they can't really get him on anything meaningful all they could do is shut down his factory and, you know, sees all of the stuff, which is what they wind up doing. And we get a great moment here because then Chen goes to talk to uh, Joey about the fact that he's, his operation has suddenly been shut down. It's like, how do I suddenly have federal heat? No one knew I was doing any of this stuff until I started working with you. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's why you got to stay away from the mafia. The FBI pays a lot of attention to the mafia it's why it's not good to be do business with uh, with them unless you're willing to have the fbi looking at you and so he demands compensation for a shutdown factory and the rest of his money for kill, killing albert except uh Mrs. <laughs> is Grosset, gets a phone call from albert and finds out he isn't dead yep and so in a moment that again This is why we love her so much. She just takes a gun out of the drawer and kills Chen. (laughs) Solves the money problem. (laughs) Solves the money problem right there. Well, because she was willing to pay Chen until she found out that uh, Robert wasn't dead. Until he found out that Robert Davi was still alive. And pointedly, she lets Chen's goon... Albert wasn't dead. Yes, Albert (laughs) wasn't dead. Um, She lets Chen's goon run off because, as she said, I got no problem with some goon. Like he's just a guy bodyguarding Chen. He failed. Now he can leave. <laughs> oh God! And then we get uh, the two of them. And then we get uh, then we get Joey and Carlo sticking Chen's body in the back of an arcade machine, just as Frank walks in the door <laughs> to interview them about the assassination attempt. Oh, such a good scene. Oh, and a quick thing. Um, in case you're wondering why the mob is associated, there was a line I don't think we explained way back in the first season about how um the mafia used to have to force people to place uh jukeboxes in joints. And now they're chic. If you're wondering what is it with the mafia and... Cigarette machines, coke machines, like arcade machines. Why are they the ones who run these businesses? It's because they're a cash business, and if you run a criminal enterprise, you have to be able to explain where your money comes from. Well, there's no accurate way to tell how much money is getting pumped into an arcade machine. No. So you can say you got like you sold a thousand dollars worth of drugs. No, you people put a thousand dollars worth of quarters into your arcade machines. It's a way to come up with like clean money. It is a way to, uh, a very simple way to launder money. Cash machines are another good way to do it because you can just say, oh no, so many people put in our bank fee, (laughs) like had to pay our bank fees. (laughs) Like you can make the numbers look like whatever you want. It's a great system. Uh, But yes, so that's, that's why there's this association. Why arcades are historically shady is because it's a cash business and your bad arcades would drill drugs out of the back the good ones would just launder money for uh launder money for the drug dealers. <laughs> and then of course we get the key final scene of the episode where Amber has made her decision. Yep. And she that has said uh, uh, anymore. she just can't live like this and she throws Vinny out and that's that. Like she packs his bag and he has to go. <sighs> and it was like, you could tell it was coming the whole episode. Yep. And like, even before she got shot at, this was obviously coming. Because this has been coming since Frank said, he won't give it up. Like, he won't quit for you. Like, yeah. he needs this life too much. And by the way, uh, it's it's a good scene. Really well acted. She's fantastic. He's fantastic. And again, you get a whole scene of, you want to talk about great blocking. Uh, she has a hard time looking at him. Yes. Right? And he can never look at her in the entire scene. Because, and again, they're, they're talking about the stuff Frank was talking about in the episode, which is that it's like he knows he's in the wrong. He knows he should choose her over this life. He knows he's making a mistake, but he is addicted to this risk.
1: Yes. And And I think all there is to it. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, you could see that, right? And it's just building. Mm -hmm. It's even more so now than it was when he was with Sonny Steelgrave, because then he had all of these iffy
0: feelings and he,
1: you know.
0: Yeah, he was unsure about who he was and he didn't know and blah, 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 blah. And now he's just like, he is the best at this and he loves being the best at this. Yep. Oh, like the development of this character is really fascinating, but there's actually a line I didn't mention when uh, uh, and I know that this might not have been intended this way. But there's there's a single line that I really liked yeah. where when they're talking about the international terrorism and how the FBI wants Chen, but he wants the mob. And he says, my job, right, is and this is the key part. Clearing the decks of local corruption. I don't care about international terrorism. My job is clearing the decks of local corruption. And it's that choice of phrasing that fascinates me. Because you clear the decks before you set something up. That's what clearing the decks as a term means. You clear the decks so you can set up a new thing. And so my my joke when we were talking about Sunny Steelgrave was that essentially Vinny's job is to get the mob out of industries so corporations can move in, (laughs) is gradually becoming canonical. (laughs) You know? It kind of is, with the language he's even using. And you're gonna, I think the audience is gonna be surprised by how canonical that gets by the end of the season. (laughs) Because it's like, well, I mean, it's always been there. That's what Roger was talking about. You know? that's what Roger was talking about when he turned on the CIA that's what's going on here like they're getting oh they're getting all these guys they're getting the mobsters out so the corporations can roll in and take over the casinos and take over the garbage industry like as they say say what you will about the say what you will about the mobsters at least they live in the community you know (laughs) at least the money stays in the community (laughs) Like yeah, they got their nice houses in the suburbs, but you know, they still live and work and eat food and buy stuff in New York. So, yeah, just putting that out there. <laughs> My must nostalgia for the days when the mobs ran the mob ran New York. I know, it's ridiculous. Alright, alright, alright. It's time to let this go. I'll let that go for now. Yes. No. No. It'll come up again. It'll come, up again. it'll come up again.
1: No question. Mean, and we're we're all planning
0: for the last uh, arc of this season three. Wow. I mean, if the show had to go out on an arc, that's the one to go out
1: on. Oh yeah.
0: It pulls it all together. So
1: you'll have lots
0: of time to discuss to talk this. about capitalist theory. And- and my anti capitalist reading of Wise Sky. <laughs> That'll come up later. Alright, so. Uh oh my god. And just when the fact that it's like do do they care about the thing or are they just worried about being embarrassed? Is actually something that comes up a bunch of times this season. Like, does the government care about this stuff or do they just not want to look bad? Yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah, and that's going to come up next week when Chaz Terry shows up playing Rudolph yes. Giuliani. Yes. And it is the, the biggest mistake of the show that it's not the same uh, prosecutor from the previous season for back in season one. They might not I, have been able to get him. Well, and I think logically the idea is they wanted to move the action to New York. Yeah. And he was a New Jersey prosecutor. And I get that, but at the same time, if you could have found a way to bring back the same prosecutor, oh my god, the, the resonance that would have had, you know? So, like, there's a narrative reason for it to not be the same guy, but the point is, Chaz Terry, again, they're just breaking new stars all over the place here on Guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll be back here next week for that, and of course, every uh, Tuesday, you can also hear us talking about Vincenzo, which I encourage you to do. We will see you back here next week uh, but until then if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcast you'll be sure to rate and review it that's how people find the show if you have any questions if you have any comments if there's any profiling rela- related fiction you'd like to uh, you'd like us to check out drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com we would love to hear from you we're going to see you back here next week for all of that but until then I'm going to say that's right au revoir and have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.